who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. This episode is brought to you by Jinx, the superfood-powered dog kibble everyone's been talking about. See the results for yourself and try their one-month transformation. Within the first few weeks, you'll see how Jinx can help with your dog's energy, mood, and even digestion. And it's all thanks to the high-quality ingredients they use, like organic chicken, Atlantic salmon, and grass-fed beef. Try the one-month transformation today. Find Jinx in your local Walmart. Hi, I'm Annika Edenfield. I am a fan of Savannah, Georgia and all things spooky. I am known for my TikTok, Salt Waves, Spanish Moss, and I also give ghost tours here in Savannah, Georgia. Hi, everybody. My name is Emily Elgato, and you probably remember me from Ink Masters Season 5, Rivals, and I love creepy and real creepy and that's why i'm here for real or creepy awesome and i am noah daniels and we are here for another episode of real or creepy we have some stories from the internet primarily reddit and we're going to decide if these stories are a real haunting or a creepy pasta and if you're listening along make sure you play along with us shoot us a dm or email and let us know what you think are these stories a real haunting or a creepypasta? All right. So for our first story, it says, it all began when I moved into this old cozy house in a quiet neighborhood. Little did I know that it held secrets beyond my wildest imagination. From the moment I stepped inside, a peculiar energy enveloped the place. Making my skin crawl, strange things started to happen. A flicker of movement from the corner of my eye, unexplained sounds echoing through the halls, and objects seemingly shifting on their own. At first, I dismissed these occurrences as mere figments of my imagination, trying to rationalize them away, but as the days turned into weeks, the activities intensified, leaving me no choice but to confront the unexplainable. Late one eerie night, while laying in bed, the silence broken only by the cracks of the house, I heard it, a whisper, soft and faint, carried by an otherworldly presence. My heart skipped a, skipped a beat as... I strained to catch the words spoken by an unseen entity. Through their voice was barely audible. It seemed to call out my name, echoing with a mix of longing and urgency. Determined to uncover the truth behind these spectral whispers, I delved into the house's history. Countless hours were spent researching, speaking to locals. Slowly, the puzzle pieces fell into place. A former resident who met a tragic end, their spirit lingering in search of a resolution. Armed with this newfound knowledge, I embarked on a mission to communicate with the unseen entity, to offer solace to their restless soul, 
through the late night conversations, I began to understand their pain, unfinished business that bound them to our world. The encounters kept growing more and more intense and tangible. Objects would move on their own, doors would slam with an eerie force, and an icy chill would settle on certain areas of the house. Shadows danced and flickered, seemingly alive with ethereal energy. Our investigation yielded chilling results, audio recordings that captured disembodied voices, whispers from beyond the veil, and photographs that revealed mysterious orbs of light, their presence defying explanation and sparking wonder. Yet amidst the chilling encounters, a deep sense of empathy grew within me. I realized that these ghostly beings were not malevolent entities, but remnants of ones that once lived. They yearned for acknowledgement and understanding. In the days that followed, the paranormal activity gradually subsided. The once restless spirit seemed to find solace and began to fade into the ethereal realm they belonged to. The house once fraught with their lingering presence now felt lighter and more peaceful. Reflecting on my experience, I realized that the uh, side note for everybody who's listening to this, I skipped over a part where they performed a ritual <laughs> to, to get rid of the ghost, which it was a sage ritual, but it was five paragraphs. So <laughs> I thought we could skip that. Uh, reflecting on my experience, I realized that the ritual was not a definitive solution for every haunting. Each encounter with the supernatural is unique and finding resolutions may require a diverse range of approaches, but the ritual served as a catalyst, an opportunity for understanding and healing to take place. Shereditors, should you ever find yourself immersed in a world of unexplained phenomenon, remember that compassion, respect, and open-mindedness can bridge the gap between our realm and the supernatural explore with caution, seek wisdom, and above all, let empathy be your guide. I share my story in hopes to inspire others. May your own journeys into this realm of the supernatural be filled with the profound experiences, intriguing discoveries, and most importantly, a deep appreciation for the interconnectedness of our world, both seen and unseen. Oh my gosh, that was <laughs> so much. Okay. Right. I, 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 yeah, I certainly have my opinions on this one. <laughs> Inigo, what are your thoughts of this story? is someone went to the bank and spent all their money on $10 words. Yeah. <laughs> Dig it. it really felt like a bot versus a person. It was just too profound without saying anything. It was like all the butter that you need for a good meal, but none <laughs> of the substance that you mix the butter into that fills you up. You know what I mean? Like it just wasn't, I, I don't know. It just, it, it left me wanting the actual story. I am like, going to steal that line. Like if you ever find yourself immersed in a world of unexplainable phenomena, I'm going to have to use that for something at some point. <laughs> it reminds me of unexplained mysteries. You know, it's like, if you ever find yourself, in a, you know, <laughs> Emily, what'd you think about this one? I, I mean, it kind of stank of like a freshman AP creative writing class to me. Yes. I, I think being generous with the AP part. Like, it was well-written. I mean, great. You put in a bunch of fancy words. We're all very proud of you. Congratulations. <laughs> you can make, you know, a single movement of an arm last 14 paragraphs. Love it. 
I normally wouldn't do this, but I'm going to read some of the comments on Reddit for this one. So it says beautifully <laughs> written, hopefully by a, a well-educated person and not a bot. Very nice indeed. And then the person <laughs> said, thanks. I enjoy writing and sharing my experience. <laughs> and, the, and somebody yeah. said, very body. I also have used chat GPT. So, you know, yeah. I guess the theories are out there. So does anybody think it's real or are we all going with uh, creepy? No. So in this one creepy definitely creepy yeah yeah yeah. i agree as well so audience that's a good example of a creepy pasta okay everybody wants a definitive verdict i'm giving you a definitive verdict. <laughs> we have <laughs> pronounced it yes this episode is brought to you by jinx <laughs> the superfood powered dog kibble everyone's been talking about see the results for yourself and try their one month transformation within the first few weeks you'll see how jinx can help with your dog's energy mood and even digestion and it's all thanks to the high-quality ingredients they use, like organic chicken, Atlantic salmon, and grass-fed beef. Try the one-month transformation today. Find Jinx in your local Walmart. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker. You'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. All right. This one uh, is not so long and wordy. Um, My husband worked as a government contractor for a company that sends him all over the world. For a few years, my daughter and I would travel with him. He was usually gone for months at a time. One of his business trips was to Bremerton, Washington. We were put into an apartment called Olympic Village. It was rented out to companies like his. They were okay, fully furnished, better than a hotel, especially for that length of time that we usually stayed. The apartment we had was on the ground floor. It was decorated well, and the furniture wasn't too worn. Nothing seemed or felt weird. I usually can read vibes in a place where I go. I'm not sure how to explain it. I don't think I'm a psychic, just maybe in tune with my surroundings. Things seemed pretty normal for the first few days. I spent most of my days there since I didn't have a car, just playing my video games or watching TV. One night, my husband came home to the apartment and I had dinner ready and set out. We all sat down at the table to eat, having the normal conversations people do, like how was work, how was your day, that kind of thing. I felt something touch my thigh. I didn't respond to it because I wasn't sure what had just happened. So I continued eating. A few months later, it happened again felt familiar, like my old 10-pound chihuahua was begging for food. I looked down thinking I would see my dog looking up at me, but there wasn't anything there. My instinct had been to move him down with my hand to get him to stop begging. I laughed out loud and said to my husband, I keep feeling like there is a dog here. I felt something jump at my leg and I almost pushed it down. My husband said, that's weird because I feel like there is one here too. He told me he was on his way to the bathroom around 3 a.m. As soon as he walked out and turned to walk down the hall, he saw a small shadow sitting there still just looking and looking at him. He jumped back, startled, and it disappeared. I was in shock because I didn't expect anyone to feel the same thing. 
It seemed weird. I'm very connected to animals. I have always been my whole life. Dogs and I seem to have a very deep bond, almost on a spiritual level. About one week later, it was the weekend. My husband and I were watching TV. We were both on our own couch. Mine was a large sofa, and I was stretched out under a blanket, almost without any thinking. I went to readjust my position. In the moment, I thought my dog was laying in the crease of the back of my knee where my legs were bent. I was being careful not to squish him or move him because I felt a weight on the blanket. I looked and nothing was there. I felt weird. I told my husband what had happened. Everything was normal for a while. After that, I hadn't felt the dog since the couch. One night I woke up and had to go to the bathroom. I am night blind and I wear glasses, but I decided to just go without putting them on. The bathroom had a window and a light came from outside the window and shined through. Just enough light that I could see once I got close and around the corner. So I headed down the hall sliding my hand slowly across the wall so I could feel where I was going. I was looking straight ahead, but it was pitch black. I came to the corner with my hand still tracing the side, and I I saw something. It was darker than the dark hall, but the darkness blocked the light from the window. The light traced a body. Its height brought my head to look instinctively up towards where a face would be. I froze in terror. I grasped and jumped back, scared because I thought it was a real person. Where the head would have been, it looked like he was wearing a top hat. This dark figure seemed to be close to six foot five or taller. Once I realized it wasn't human, I quickly rushed past it to turn on the bathroom light. When the light was on, I saw that nothing was there. Years later, I brought this up to my daughter. I didn't want to tell her before because she was little and she shared with me she had also seen the man who would stand in the corner with a big hat and a dog at his feet. And the man told her, I am the devil. No, I made that last part up. But (laughs) (laughs) um, no fun. Yeah. So clearly, this sounds like the Hat Man. For those that are familiar with uh, what's almost an urban legend in the supernatural world, many people have reported to see a shadow man figure who's tall who wears a hat. Now, I've not heard a version where he has a dog, so that's kind of an interesting twist to a a story like this. I have friends uh, uh, that have told me that they've seen the hat man. So that's always a pretty interesting thing when phenomenon kind of carries through um, where multiple people are having the same experiences. Emily, what did you think about this one? I 100% believe it. You got, you got me with the little dog. Cause I had a little cat that was brutally murdered, mauled to death by these fucking neighbor dogs and it was mm. awful. And it was terrible. It was so sad. And I was sleeping on the couch one night. I was visiting my parents' house. It was like a year later. And I felt something jump up onto the blanket next to me. And I was like, oh, bug. And I was like, bug's dead. What the hell is that? Because there are no cats in the house. What is that? And I just lay there real still because I was like, oh, my God. If it's a raccoon or something, I'm going to scream so loud. And thank God it wasn't because... There was a light shining like from the kitchen like towards me or like i don't know somehow it like cast a shadow in the perfect way that where i was laying with the blanket just pulled over my face i could see where the blanket was casting a shadow onto the couch beneath me and all of a sudden these two little ears popped up over the edge of the blanket shadow and i knew it was him i knew it was him and nobody could ever tell me different so i 100 percent absolutely believe this story wow man that's a really touching story um Inika, are you ready to tell her that she's wrong no i'm just kidding 
<laughs> no, no, I'm I'm on Emily's side. I I think this is real. Yeah, this one this one felt uh, more real than some of the others we had read. What was it for you, Inika, that kind of struck truth in the story? Uh, this one, it didn't have like a whole lot of side explanations. It wasn't like they were trying to justify like every step of the way, like some of the other ones that uh, you've read. And it was just like me talking to somebody and them being like, oh, yeah, I lived in this house for a little while and I had this really wild experience and couldn't really explain it. And I saw this thing and then I talked to my daughter later and she saw it too. Like, yeah. it just, it kind of follows that pattern. In your journeys in Savannah, have you come across shadow people? Oh, yeah. So there's a legend in Savannah about a giant. Uh, and it's it's just a legend, no historic you know, context to it at all. Uh, just a fun campfire story, a boogeyman that people would tell, you know, their kids about, I guess, to keep them inside at night. But this legend has been told on so many ghost tours around Colonial Park Cemetery. And there are so many people who swear that they have seen the shadow for this giant in the cemetery. Uh, and I think it's one of those things where it's been talked about enough that it just kind of created like a thought form energy. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there wasn't a giant and now there kind of is. <laughs> wow. That's, that's, that's super so cool. interesting. Oh. Yeah. Fun fact about me. I had a giant in my family, I guess. Is that offensive? I don't know. Uh, but he was like eight <laughs> feet tall in the fifties. And I mean, that's what they called him Well, he was, you know, I mean, that's what he was referring. He was, uh, an actor. He was a wrestler and then he became a tent preacher, like, uh, reformed Random. Christian later in life. And I'd, I'd have to go back and ask my mom what his name every now and then. Sometimes I will find him just by searching like Hollywood giants in the 60s. <laughs> and, right, and there's right. this, and there's it's this picture. Hard, so many of them. Yeah, no. And there's this picture. I, I remember I used to have it saved on my phone where he's like holding up like women, like uh, with his arm stretched out, like very much of that time, you know, and he would be the villain in a lot of movies where like the, the chiseled chinned hero, you know, like Tarzan type guy would go in and, and they would like make him look like an ape. They would like put apes. To, it's wild. Like I found one of his movies on YouTube and one Christmas, I was like, Hey family gather around. Let's watch this guy <laughs> that my grandmother wouldn't talk about. Cause she was embarrassed. My grandmother once told me she was like, Oh, he was a circus performer. We don't talk about him. And so as a kid growing up, I just left it at that. I didn't really know what that meant, you know? Yeah. And I was just like, yeah okay, this all feels kind of like a fable. And then in my 20s, uh, I think it was maybe when my grandmother passed away, I asked my mom, I was like, hey, what's the deal about about this guy? And she was like, oh, no, he was like a real like actor in Hollywood. He was like really famous for the time. And then so, yeah, one Christmas we were at home, I just looked his name up in YouTube and there were like three or four black and white movies. You could watch him being <laughs> chased around in the jungle by people like Anyway, I don't even know if I'll leave that in the pot. I don't know how interesting that is for the podcast listeners, but it's a, a fun fact nonetheless. We oh, all agree on this one. So I, I agree as well. Uh, that was a pretty fun one, I think. Uh, pretty enjoyable. And yeah, so thank you guys for coming on for another episode. We've got two more of these that we're going to do. Inika, where can our fans find you online? They can find me on TikTok, Salt Wave Spanish Moss. They can find me on Instagram, 
Eni, E-E-N-I-E, Edenfield. And if they Google my name, they will find everything else about me, my YouTube, my website. And if they're in Savannah and they want a ghost or history tour, they should absolutely reach out. And Emily, where can our audience find you online? Oh, I'm super easy to find. If you just go to www.emilyelegato.com, you will find me, all of my information, all of my links. Super easy. It's E-M-I-L-Y-E-L-E-G-A-D-O. And I hope everybody stops by and says hi. Awesome. Yeah, audience, make sure you check them out, follow their content. Um, Emily's always putting out rad tattoos that you can check out. And Inka has a world of content. I've been very happy that a lot of people that become friends of the podcast that I really do like their content online. It makes my gig as a host so much easier when it, I feel like I'm still keeping up with you guys and getting to know you. And then I have to remind myself that like, oh no, they're just the people in my screens that I get to talk to sometimes. <laughs> But uh, definitely check out their content. It's it's well worth your time. And with that, that's another episode of Real or Creepy. Stay tuned as we'll release another one next week. And thanks for checking it out. Hey, it's Mae Whitman, and I play Frankie in the new Realm podcast, The Sisters. The Sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton with two layers of bones. Seven ribs are completely fused. And you have no idea where this came from? No. She was sent here anonymously. Uh Uh-uh. Not she. They, maybe? Wait. I've never seen anything like this. Soon, she uncovers an extraordinary mystery that connects her present with one family's tragic past in hauntingly dangerous ways. My grandfather was a journalist back in the 60s and 70s. He specialised in strange stories. Who are they? How are they connected to the skeleton? Play the tape. You'll see. Listen to The Sisters wherever you get your podcasts. We dream about it. We both dream about it. How often? Every night.